we might all become vegetarians soon enough. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has partnered with researchers at Iowa State University to develop a mRNA vaccine to prevent bovine respiratory virus. That's right, the most controversial thing to hit the medical community in decades is now setting its sights on veterinarian medicine. Today, we are either pro-vax or anti-vax, causing Americans to separate themselves from each other. Vaccine cards are already used to keep the unvaxxed out of society and away from certain venues. Now, we may need to start separating people's hamburgers. This isn't the first time that veterinarian and government authorities have dipped their toe into COVID vaccines for animals. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service experimented with vaccinating ferrets against COVID-19. Thanks to big pharma company Zoetis, a mRNA COVID-19 vaccine was already given to animals at zoos across the country. The journal Viruses stated last year that, quote, the successful application of mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 has further validated the platform and opened the floodgates to mRNA vaccines potential in infectious disease prevention, especially in the veterinary field. Just last September, the New South Wales government fast-tracked the world's first mRNA vaccine for foot and mouth disease and lumpy skin disease. This five-year, multi-million-dollar deal will be developed by the U.S.-based Tiba Biotech. The market for animal vaccines is expected to reach more than $26 billion by the year 2030. But this vaccination craze for animals didn't just start with the pandemic. It just merely paved the way for the type of vaccine, mRNA. In 2017, the World Health Organization became increasingly concerned about the overuse of antibiotics and it creating a drug-resistant superbug. As a result, they developed guidelines on when antibiotics should be used. That same year, the FDA began to make regulatory changes. These new measures prevented the use of livestock antibiotics for growth purposes, requiring U.S. farmers to seek antibiotics from veterinarians. But the government was late to the party on this one. Bloomberg reported in 2016 that big pharma and animal health companies like Elanco, Eli Lilly, Merck, Animal Health, and Zoetis started transitioning away from antibiotics and running to vaccines. Merck didn't mince words when it told Bloomberg, quote, the future of our company is heavily grounded in vaccine development. Fast forward to the post-pandemic world. Just last year, Acumen reported that even more pharmaceutical companies started investing in the animal vaccine industry, including Seva, Boehringer Ingelheim International, GMBH, Nogan Corporation, Entis Pharmaceuticals, Zoetis, Biogenesis, Bago, and Pfizer. If you need more proof that mass vaccinations are likely coming for livestock, look no further than Mr. Microsoft himself. The UK's Department for International Development linked up with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to fund global livestock vaccinations to the tune of $40 million. So this all begs the question, will you eat meat that's been injected with a mRNA vaccine? Well, let's recap some of the shady behaviors that have surrounded just the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine for humans. First, the FDA wanted to wait 75 years before releasing Pfizer vaccine safety trial documents. After a FOIA request was filed 
for this information, the FDA made this dubious claim that they would need essentially a lifetime to produce the papers. Thankfully, a judge wasn't buying it and ordered them to make 55,000 pages public each month. Why did the FDA want a delay if this vaccine was so safe and effective? Second, the Biden White House spent a lot of time censoring those questioning vaccinations. Second, the Biden White House spent a lot of time censoring those questioning vaccinations. Staffers asked Twitter to censor Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Facebook also bent the knee, detailing to the White House how they could censor vaccine hesitancy posts, using Kennedy as an example. But why did the government want to censor if the vaccine is as safe and effective as they say it is? Third, the FDA just voted to streamline the vaccination process, one that would make the initial COVID-19 vaccine or booster shot interchangeable. They also considered, but did not vote on, making the COVID-19 vaccination a part of the annual vaccination schedule. Congratulations, you can now get dosed every year. We went from a two-week shelter-in-place to an annual vaccine. Ask yourself, if this vaccine was so safe and effective, why do we need to get it every single year? Wasn't it Biden that told us if we got vaccinated, we couldn't transmit it to someone else? Fourth, Pfizer was supposed to turn over their study on the occurrence of subclinical myocarditis or heart inflammation on those that received a booster shot. The deadline to submit that was the end of 2022. That has come and passed. Then, suddenly, the FDA quietly changed that deadline to June of 2023. Its current status is pending. If these vaccines are safe and myocarditis isn't a concern, then why not finish this study on time and publish it? Or did they finish it and just not like the results? Only Big Pharma can ignore deadlines. Try filing your taxes late and see how the government treats you. Fifth, last fall, the updated COVID boosters rolled out. They were the first COVID shots to be distributed that never underwent human trials. If the boosters are safe, why wouldn't we test them on humans first before enrolling them to the entire population? Individually, maybe it doesn't mean anything, but when combined together, and combined with the safety data that we do have, something definitely is sus. So far, there have been more than 1.5 million adverse events reported to the CDC's VAERS tracking system. Since the first shot was given in December of 2020 until last October, there have been nearly 15,000 deaths reported and more than 90,000 serious injuries. If this doesn't convince you that maybe we should just slow down on the whole mRNA thing and hold off on potentially tampering our entire food system, then maybe this will. In the grand $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that Congress recently passed, it included an item not mentioned by the mainstream media, a five-fold increase for vaccine injury compensation. The Department Inside Health and Human Services that oversees these payouts will see its staff budget nearly double as well. For a frame of reference, since the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program was created in the 80s, it has paid out more than $4 billion. Back to the beginning. Do you want vaccinated meat? Whatever is lingering in the vaccine that may be causing harm will only be exacerbated if it's in our food supply. 
you won't just be getting an annual injection of this new vaccine technology. You'll be getting a small dose of it every time you eat. Wendy's used to use the slogan, where's the beef? But coming soon, the real question will be, where's the mRNA? Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Rumble, and Instagram.